Today's podcast is brought to you by nobody because we don't have any sponsors. Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Our Wives Are Friends with your hosts, Tyler and Eric. Join us as we go through our journey of past, present, and future, talking about everything from meeting in eighth grade to becoming dads. We like to refer to it as a dad cast, not a podcast. So enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. And I'm just a regular dad with a two and a half year old daughter. Uh, joining us today is your other host. I'm your other host, Eric. I'm a dad times three. I have a two year old son, and I also have twin boys, identical twin boys, that are nine months old. That is a uh, that's a lot to handle. Oh yeah, yeah. It's trust me, I've been over there. It's it's a lot of chaos. I was gonna say, Tyler, you've you've witnessed some of the moments of just pure chaos and. It's a lot to handle, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of uh, fulfillment and joy that comes with it. But I'm not gonna lie, by the end of the day, you're just pretty beat down. <laughs> yeah, when uh, all every day is go to work, come home. By the time you get get off work, it's eat, bath time, go to bed. Oh yeah, and then repeat the same cycle the next yeah, week. Yeah, it's not it's not a, and I only have one, and that happens. So I can only imagine doing it three times. Yeah, it's funny with three kids that. Uh, they all have their moments, you know, two of them might be perfect, well-behaved that night. And the third one, it's just kind of like, all right, I guess you're the, the lucky one tonight. That's just giving us a tough time. So yeah, I only have one. So it's either she's crying and shitting herself <laughs> or it's all good. And she's happy and playing. It's though there's no in between. It's either screaming or happy. Now with your situation, you have either one, all three different personalities, basically. It's all happening all at once. There's no way all three of them are happy all at the same time. Yeah, we got, uh, that's very true. And we also, it's, you got to figure, uh, think about the diaper factory part of it too. It's like, you know, you get one, one of them changed, you got three to go. And then, you know, and before you know it, it's diaper changing again. By the, or By the time you got the last one changed, the first one shit himself again. So it's a full-time job. How's it how's it being a, a boy dad? Cuz I'm a girl dad, so I don't I don't get it. Most of the time I'm running around with a, a tiara on and with a wand <laughs> and a partial dress. Yeah, no uh being a boy dad there's there's nothing like it, but uh I, I would just say that they're a little more fearless and maybe don't listen as well. They just I mean from our experience of hanging out with uh, our families together, you know, uh Tyler's daughter, if she goes and starts running out toward the street, you know, he calls her and she'll come right back. And, you know, my boy, he'll just be off with the wind, you know, out there. Yeah, he has, he has, he gives no fucks. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> Zero fucks given. Well, let's, uh, let's go into how we first met. You know, let's, let's touch on that a little bit. Yeah, uh, me and Tyler, actually, we've known each other. Gosh, it's probably been, uh, it's pushing 20 years right about 20 years i'd pushing. say yeah about 20 years we played fo- tackle football together in eighth grade then we went to high school together yeah went to high school uh was friends all through high school and then uh 
as uh, high school relationships go, you kind of start to phase out, stop hanging out with the same crowds. Um, but by chance, our um, probably, I don't know, 15 years later, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we've been out of high school for 15 years now, but... We're old as shit. Yeah, we're dude. <laughs> You got more great than I do, so that's coming in another episode. We'll talk about the joys of getting old, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Me and Tyler, we were really good friends in high school, and you know, life just happens sometimes. You know, I, I think everyone can relate to this a little bit. It's just life gets in the way. You know, you start working full time, and you have a family, and once you're in that mode, it's really hard to uh, find times for other things, and uh, and so we were lucky to get reconnected here. I'm. I'm one of those guys, too, where I'm really lucky to have the friends I have, and all my friends are understanding that I may not always text back or be right to hop on, but if, uh, you know, we, we stay friends through all that, you know? Um, the friends I do have, I can not talk to them for probably a year, and then all of a sudden, it's just we still know we're friends at the end of the day. Yeah, those are the best friends to have, where you can... Uh take some time apart and just understand that each person's just kind of dealing with their own stuff. Yeah, and life happens. Yeah. Um, and I am, I, I can attest to what Tyler said. I'm just the worst at texting people back, especially during the week work week. I'm just, you know, I might text you back at two in the morning when I'm changing diapers. I don't know. Yeah. I have a, another uh, friend of mine that we may, we may go a long time without texting, but I know that we're even talking or hanging out or anything like that. But I know if I called him, or if he called me, we'd be right there, you know, and that same with Eric and I that I know during that time, 15 years that we maybe ran into each other occasionally, uh, that if you like ever, if I ever saw your phone, your name on my phone, I know like dude's serious, like something's going on and yeah. I'll answer it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Be the type where you just kind of drop everything and, and, and come if they need anything. But Tyler, why don't you go ahead and give our, our listeners a recap of kind of how we got connected and, uh, Reconnected. Reconnected. Refriended. Yes. Um, So, basically, our wives started messing each other or commented on each other's post or something like that on, like, I want to say Facebook, Instagram, something like that. I don't know. I'm too old to know how to work any of that stuff. But um, they were messaging and hanging out, and she was telling me, oh, I've been talking to this girl, and we've been you know, conversing and, and then more and more, I was like, Oh, we're becoming friends. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then she'd tell me, Oh yeah, he just, she just, um, they had a, a son. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then they found out that they were having twins on the, uh, made the gender reveal on the, uh, the first son's first birthday. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then I saw Eric posting the same stuff and I, it never dawned on me that it was the same, same people never dawned on me once. And so, uh, and I'm pretty sure that same type of situation was happening at home for you, Eric. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I came home from work one day, and uh, my significant other, Kelsey, she asked me. She says, "Hey, do you know Tyler?" And And I mean, and this is like months, like a month or two of like them talking the whole time and us not knowing. Yeah, yeah, they, they did this behind her back, so. I paused for a moment and I was thinking, oh boy, is, it, is this good or bad? You know, is this going to be good or bad? And anyway, they started laughing and I said, of course, I know Tyler. I've known him for several years. And um, 
then she kind of explained that they had been kind of messaging back and forth and it was funny because they didn't know that we have you know we've gone way back so yeah it was kind of funny when uh, my wife danielle she's like hey do you know eric and i was like eric so-and-so and she said she said yeah and i went dude he he and i've been friends for like 20 years <laughs> she's like what the fuck so she had no idea and i was like oh yeah we go way back like way back i said yeah you, you know most of those stories i've told you from back in the day eric was usually there yeah that was the same on my end when i was like i immediately started going to stories like oh yeah you, you want to know about uh tyler you want to know about he, geppetto he's a good <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into that later yeah this guy geppetto just keeps uh he's been harassing us for years now <laughs> and no one knows who he is but no it was a it's kind of a funny story like we were just like oh shit oh shit and then they're like it made me feel stupid first of all i was like how did i not realize that that was you the whole time and uh next thing you know we're hanging out again going to each other's houses getting the, our kids together and then it was just kismet after that yeah and it, it was funny too because we always we were talking earlier about you know getting kind of disconnected from people you're friends with in high school and you know when she brought up tyler's name it just kind of made you pause and realize like man you know i i haven't talked to him in a really long time you know i yeah. wonder how he's doing and and we've done a lot together we we went played football together went to high school together we used to work together at the country club yeah pushing carts oh and, yeah you know scheming tips from members and all that good stuff nothing uh, like a good old high school job yeah played golf together we i mean there's a lot party together all the high school party stories and after high school party stories and oh yeah stay tuned guys because we'll have a lot of good stories yes. coming up soon definitely stay tuned um what about uh well let's just maybe let's get into the beginning you want to jump into the beginning talk about some of our early days of uh football and uh our friend beginning of our friendship yeah uh me and tyler met like we said about 20 years ago we played on a youth tackle football team yeah we were we were the shit we were the bottom feeders <laughs> of the league we were the worst we were the second to worst yeah because we beat north high yes we we did beat north high well, actually, it wasn't high school. It was before high school. It was, but. yeah, but it was the the North High feeder team. Right? Yeah. So, so we did get one win that season. The, yeah, the that was that was it though. Yeah, we we got destroyed. Every other game, it was just pounded to the ground. It was and, it was bad. And halfway halfway through the season, I ended up uh, getting an appendicitis, and so I wasn't even able to finish the rest of the season. So, t- <laughs> dude, you told me that story not too long ago. Tell me, tell me that's told me that story it's so funny yeah we uh we're about midway through the season i think and and uh you know we all noticed tyler wasn't there in the morning you know for it's game day you know and everyone's we've been working all week working hard in practice for game day and you notice someone's not there so you know obviously people start talking like hey where's tyler so right before the game starts there are our coach huddles us around and says hey you know uh Tyler had, you know, he had an emergency. He had an appendicitis. He's he's not going to be here with us for the game tonight, and we're not really sure when he's going to come back. But I want to, I want you guys to go out there and win this game for Tyler. And so everyone starts looking at each other. And this is and this is the first time like that I've actually heard the story 
of someone telling me like the, what the coach said and the, the team rallying and all this, it, from my perspective, I was in the hospital, had pneumonia from the anesthesia and I ended up getting pneumonia. So that put me out like the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was one of the players and I was, I was sitting there and we were all looking at each other like, yeah, you know, let's, let's go out there and win this game for Tyler. You know, we'd, we'd been a couple games in the season. We hadn't won a game. And everyone was just super hyped up, like, yeah, let's, we're going to win this game for Tyler. We're going out there. We're going to dedicate this performance to him. It was like the Dollar General version of Friday Night Lights, dude. That's a good That's a good way to put it. And uh, we'll just fast forward to halftime at that particular game. And uh, we get back in the circle, and uh, we look up at the scoreboard, and we're losing 63 to nothing. <laughs> and our coach is still just like, come on guys, we got to do this for Tyler. And I'm in my head. I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like we're not, we don't have anything left in the tank, yeah, man. If we could come back from a 63 to nothing miracle, like that's, that's on ESPN. You know, it was bad. It was really bad. We need the water boy out there. Just Bobby Boucher, just tearing it up. It was just funny though, how everyone was so hyped up in the beginning of the game. And then by halftime, we were just so demoralized. Like, <laughs> That's just the, the, the story cracked me up because I never heard that perspective until just recently. And, and it's it, been how long, you know? Yeah, it's been 20 years. And that's pretty much how the rest of the season went, though. I mean, we did win, we pulled off one game towards the end of the season. We won a game. I, I remember, like, when I was back, I still wasn't, like, full. I, I couldn't, I still had, like, partial pneumonia and it was, I couldn't really participate. So I would still go to practices and, like, sit on the sideline type stuff and then go to the games and cheer and stuff. And it was, it was just a shit show. It was just like, oh, every game was like fifty to nothing by halftime, or whatever. You know, I, it was a it was a demoralizing season to go into your freshman year of high school and want to play football. Yeah, I bet I bet it was hard to watch from the sideline because it's one thing being out there on the field, but it's another thing being in the stands or on the sideline watching that unfold in front of you and just almost kind of feeling bad for your other players out there. Like, man, I feel bad for these guys. That, that was my my first time ever playing tackle football too so like having that experience and then just getting destroyed and then having to sit out the rest of the season it was definitely hard it made me want to play in high school more because i was like i gotta i can't end on that note there's no way i can end on a season where we were that bad like i have to go into high school and keep playing yeah you know the funny thing was we were in the same league you know the prior year and our, our team was actually really good that year. So coming into the season, we had really high hopes of being one of the top teams. And that's because you were a bunch of seventh graders. Like, yeah, a lot changes from seventh to eighth grade. Yeah, when you go from, uh, I don't know, scrawny to scrawny, it's <laughs> <laughs> you get all those kids that got held back that their parents held them back to play sports on the other team, and they're all like 15-year-old 8th graders. Dude, I'm not kidding. That year that we had that terrible record, there was a guy on one of the other teams that had like a full beard, and I was just like... Reminds me of that scene, was it... Uh, like, can somebody check this birth certificate? Yeah. What, what, what movie is that? Benchwarmers or something? Where <laughs> he's like, I am 12, and he holds up the... His birth certificate's written in crayon. I can't remember. I think it's that. I did have one highlight of that season. Um, I had one game where I was particularly just – I played center, and I was just – man, I was just really uh, – I was dominating. I had a dominant performance this week. And I looked back, and halfway 
halfway through the game, I realized that their nose tackle was a girl. <laughs> that happened in high school. Uh, there was a girl that played for um, El Diamante. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was playing, she was like an offensive guard, and I was playing D-tackle. And I, it felt so weird. Like I, I just went full on, straight bull rush punch to the chest. I said, if you're gonna play ball with the boys, then you're gonna get treated like one. Oh yeah, I had I had no hold, I no hold back at all. But I definitely give kudos to her though, and she was good. Oh absolutely, that takes a lot for them, you she, know, be on the field and she competing was, with the boys, especially. It's was, one thing on the baseball field or something, but it's another when you're doing like a, physical like a contact contact, like, contact sport. Yeah, yeah. And she was she was pretty good. She uh, she was pretty strong, like surprising me. Yeah, could have been the same girl. It, it might have been, might have been. Yeah, that's a uh, quite the story there. Um, so that that goes into a little bit of our history on on uh, how we actually met. Yeah, yeah, that was a interesting time. I wish I can go back. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun to go back and you know play that season over again. Only if I can know what I know now. But like, I do think if we played that season over again, I think we'd still be one in ten. Yeah, I don't know if there's too much we could have done. No, I th- I think it was just uh, I think it was a large aspect of coaching. Yes, a coaching. Large, yeah. large part of it was coaching because that season, our my high school run playing ball, our high school run playing ball, we were pretty good. Yeah, we were always in the top. Yeah, and so it it was kind of a. There was something else going on, so it must have been coaching or whatever. But we were too young to really recognize that. We just, yes sir, no sir, we'll do what you got to do, and then we get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things where a lot of the coaching staff was just kind of made up of a lot of your buddies' dads that were on the team, and they all know better than each other. Yeah, <laughs> all guys that used to play like thirty years ago, and but started one game. Yeah, and now they're now they're the coach. <laughs> Yeah, I got the opportunity to uh, to, to coach Centennial. Oh, did you really? Yeah, for the frost off. Yeah, and I, just with my schedule, I was like, eh, I don't think I can. Yeah, but that would honestly, that'd be a lot of fun. I would, I would enjoy that. I would just be busy all the time. I would have, I wouldn't never be home. I'd go straight from work to the football field, and that would just be rough. Yeah, five yeah. days, six days a week, you know. So football's been a really uh, intricate part of mine and Tyler's relationship. You know, that's how we met. And, you know, we're both big, uh, big-time big NFL fans. and uh, More so college lately. Yeah, I college still, I still is good, NFL. too. Yeah, no. Um, Go Rams, you know what I mean? Uh, I was going to say, Tyler is a great guy. He's a stand-up guy. My only downfall with Tyler is that he's a Rams fan. Hey, man, not all of us can win as many Super Bowls as the 49ers have. Well, we're still We're still trying to catch up, all right? When you uh, put together a program like they got now, and for some whatever reason, cap space is invisible to them. It doesn't, doesn't matter. They must have some whizzes in the front office because they F those picks, you know what I mean? Apparently. Yeah, that seems like what happened. And uh, I'm a little bitter about the season still, but I can I can congratulate when someone wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, you that, know, they that, deserved it. Yeah, that NFC Championship game. But I, I kind of feel like they almost pulled a, like a Yankees move where you know they kind of bought a Super Bowl, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't Moneyball. It was Yankee Ball. Yeah, I mean, it felt a little bit like that. And I'm cool with it because we we got two. <laughs> you guys have what five? Yeah, yeah. You so. got to give props when props are due. That's one thing I've learned about football and being a fan is, 
as much as you hate the other team, you still got to give people props that they outplay you or outperform you. Yeah, there may be certain teams that I'm not fond of, but I will never bash somebody because of that. I might make fun of them a little bit, but that doesn't mean that you get to be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of. I'm not, I'm not here to convert you to a specific team. Yeah. If you're a Niners fan, you grew up a Niners fan, it is what it is. Now, Raiders fans, on the other hand, they all need to get some counseling. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm been, just, no, I'm just kidding, though. Like They've been through some rough fan, times awesome. since, since the Tuck rules, though. Yeah, that was when it uh, – yeah, I understand your hatred for Tom Brady. I get it. I, I, don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> no, but on all, I, I like uh, – as a whole, I like all NFL teams. Like, they're all – they all have their own ups and downs, and and it's a cycle. Every every team's gonna have their up year. Every team's gonna have their down years. It's a cycle, unless you're the Browns. Yeah, and a lot of it is a lot of it is really played on injuries and how much depth you have on your team. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many injuries that happen over a season that the the team that started the season could be completely different at the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about what about college? Who's your college team? Oregon. Yeah, the Ducks. Yeah, I just when I was young, I really enjoyed watching them. Where they were flashy, you know. They every season, every game, they came out in a new uniform. I do like that aspect. The um, the um, owner and the dude, the guy that started Nike. Yeah, graduated from Oregon. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Nike's headquarters. Yeah, their is HQ in Beaverton, Oregon. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, their HQs in Oregon, so they're a big affiliation right there. So they always get top-notch gear and all the new Nike stuff, and they get new jerseys and yeah, all that's that got to be every... a big draw with talent, you know. They don't coming they, in there. Too. They don't. They don't usually wear the same uniform for two games. I have to say, I will give Oregon their props, as they're probably the best-looking team out there. Yeah, for week. sure. Yeah, I'm always. That's kind of my st- our, uh, our thing is, hey, what what uniform is Oregon wearing this week? Yeah, I am myself. I'm a big USC fan. I just kind of grew up in a USC family. Um, everyone's just big USC, you know, fans. We go to the games, and uh, but if UFC, USC is having a bad season, I I kind of revert back to being a Pac-12 fan because being over here on the West Coast, sometimes you just get a little sick of hearing about the SEC all the time. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I agree with that. I will always support teams that go from the uh at the pac 12 and it, it's funny how college can unless, be like that unless you're utah though i'm not, i don't <laughs> know it's just that rivalry between oregon and the utah where it's usually the oregon and the utes are up top and those that's usually the pac 12 championship game and i just i don't know what it is it's just it's that rivalry in me that i just i can't handle the utes yeah no that's understandable i um i think i think it's funny though in nfl you know you have your divisions and if, if the 49ers weren't there, I, I would never root for another team in that division to win the Super Bowl. But in college, I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, let's go Pac-12. Let's Somebody from the Pac-12, please don't, don't choke. The only time I ever root for an SEC team is the team that beats Alabama. Yeah. That's, that's usually the only time I'm, I'm rooting for an SEC team is, is if they're winning or about to beat Alabama. And I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, no, I could see that. I think everyone – it happens in the NFL too. The NFL, I think a lot of people are sick of seeing the Patriots win every year. And, and the same thing with college. People just get tired of seeing Alabama up there. You can't, you can't say that now. You have to say you get sick of seeing Tom Brady win every year. Yeah. He apparently did, can do it with any team. Yeah, that's that's true. 
and uh, he retired and then came out of retirement. So yeah, that was a that was a crock of shit. There was there was reasoning behind that. He didn't want to pay that fine. There, I don't know. There was a lot to it. Yeah, I think there's more to the story that that's getting told. But yeah. Anyway. Well, um, I know we kind of got off topic there. Just want to go deep diving into some football. I know we just went straight into football talk. I think we're already just excited about the season coming up. Yeah, the, they just had the draft. The, and, yeah, just had the draft, and which is, I mean, I think we should go. We should probably change subjects, but the draft was kind of a boring draft this year. Yeah, there was. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these players are going to do great, but there was no like standouts. Yeah, that was talked about or even coming out of college that was like this dude's a stud i mean i'm sure they're all studs they're all gonna be professional athletes but no like um i don't know you know what i'm saying no like these guys are guaranteed top fives like yeah we'll find out in a couple years you know sometimes these are surprise drafts where you come back and like oh my god there's so much talent in this in this draft but i don't think right now i don't think we're seeing it yeah um so let's kind of shift topics here. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. We were hanging out, and we were like, hey, we have a lot of funny stories. We have a lot of uh, history together. We have a lot of friends that we'll eventually probably bring as guest hosts or whatnot onto the uh, onto the DadCast here. And uh, let's, let's share some of these funny stories. Let's, let's just have some talks. Um, most of the time when we get our all of our group together, friends together, we're just, nobody stops laughing. It's usually just a, a funny shit show of dumb things we've done. We'll just say there's never a dull moment. There's always some kind of something going on. Yeah, there's always some kind of story related to something. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone says, oh, I've been there, done that. Well, I feel like we really have. We've really been there and done that. I don't know. I, I, high school is crazy for us. Yeah, that's that's an understatement. We uh, we had a party house. Which uh, one? That, we had multiple party houses. Our main party house was at Tyler's uncle's house. We'll, we'll leave him unnamed I'm, for the I'm, sake of the podcast. I'm honestly surprised that we all still got good grades. Like, we were still able to, like, party and get drunk every weekend and then still show up and still get good grades, like, to graduate. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty impressive how you can pull that off. But I felt like in high school, I, I was never really like the top exceeder as far as school went. But I felt like I always kind of just got by. Yeah, same. I I had the smarts to do it, but I never applied myself in the sense of I figured out that I could not do any homework. But as long as I got like hundreds on the tests... I could pass the class with like a B. It, I mean, I figured that out. So I barely ever did homework, and I'm a really good test taker. So I just bombed or knocked out all the tests. And were, there was. Were you a really good test taker? Was there more going on there? No, nah, I never. <laughs> hey, I never did any of that. I never got any of the answers. I, I think I just did that senior uh, year one time. Other but other the, people. It did. wasn't answers for myself. I was a, a teacher's assistant and. Hey, you're incriminating yourself right now. You should probably stop. Yeah. I think the uh, statute of limitations is gone, but yeah. hey. Let's cut yeah. We don't we don't need to get Hudgens in trouble, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not naming any names, but I think it's funny though, the way I look at it though, I, I wish 
when I was in high school, I would have maybe tried harder and, and done things a little bit differently. Because ultimately, now that I'm a dad, that's that's what I want for my kids. And I'm sure that's what my parents wanted for me. Yeah, it's funny how that works, huh? Yeah, it's like things are coming full circle now. Definitely, if I could go back with knowing what I know now, I would probably be honors, AP, doing homework every night, studying every night, still oh, playing yeah. football. Yeah, I'd probably uh, done a couple other sports too, not just played football. You know, because looking back at it, it wasn't really that hard. It was just putting in the time and and really. Yeah, but we were a bunch of fuck offs, and we all would rather hang out with our friends and typ- typical typical. Uh, uh, teenage stuff yeah our, our whole graduating class of 2007 was pretty fucked off <laughs> i'm not gonna throw any names out there but no yeah i was uh i was one of them you know but i, I made it i passed but Wait. i do want more for my kids you know i want to drill in just the importance of of doing those things and my parents did that to me too but i wish i would just would have listened a little bit more to them yeah um same my my parents have worked hard for everything they have and were able to provide me with a pretty decent life growing up and i just want to be able to do that with my daughter and and uh you know show her the value of working hard and i hope that in, that instills into her whether it's through academics or uh, in the work life after or just just as simple as living life of you know, I mean, she's two and a half, so pick up picking up her toys, having a good work ethic, you know. Yeah. There's, there's not much work ethic you can have as a two and a half year old, but yeah, but they do have some chores they can do around the house. And she's yeah, she's super smart, so she knows better. She's Eric's been around my daughter. She's she's very intelligent. Absolutely. She's a firecracker, and she knows exactly what she's doing. Oh, I'd say for sure. But you know, there is a. Uh... There's some chores they can do. You know, my son's two. He's a little bit younger than, than Tyler's daughter. But, you know, he has some things like we can open up the laundry and have him take out the uh, the laundry out of the dryer. And he brings it on the couch and throws it everywhere. He doesn't quite fold it, but... <laughs> yeah, you don't have it there yet where he's but, I mean, folding he's trans- your underwear. He's transporting it. <laughs> yeah, he can, he can take it from point A to point B. And yeah. it's good enough. He can't quite fold my underwear, but it was... I had a pair that was on his head the other day, and I was just like, "Oh boy, I don't, I don't think you want those on your head, buddy." Yeah, yeah I don't. those things saw a rough week this week. Skid marks and all, man. <laughs> you should probably throw those ones out. I think. Oh yeah, every now and then you just gotta part ways and be like, "Man, I've had these pair of chonies for." So what? What is it like for you, going from, um, not you, because it happened for you so fast to go from not being a dad to now you have three kids under two, you know, cause yeah. you made that announcement on your son's first birthday that you were having twins. Right. So then it was just like, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Go from zero to three. Yeah. So it's definitely quick. an adjustment, you know, with our first, our firstborn, you know, neither of us had any baby experience. No, no, no members of our family had any young kids. So our, our first one was a really good learning experience. Thankfully, we had that before we got the twin bomb dropped on us, but uh, it's it's an adjustment with two. You know, there's a lot of work to be done. One bringing one child into the family is really stressful, and a lot of adjustments and uh, bringing two at the same time. It's it's pretty crazy, and I really commend you know other twin parents out there. 
I commend the wives, man. Oh yeah, the I, I, the things that my wife does, and especially yours. I I don't know how they do it. Like it, super moms, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at work, you know, Monday through Friday, usually about ten or twelve hours a day. So I get a little crazy just on Sat. If I'm Saturday, if I'm home alone for like four or five hours, I'm just like, yeah, I commend. Oh I, I commend. I mean, my my wife only has one daughter that's just take care of all day but i see it in her eyes when i get off work you know so i try and do everything i can to help give her a little break yeah but having three all day and then like yours i mean our our they're just i mean i can't say any more words they're they're amazing yeah yeah thankfully we're we're heading to where we're starting to head to the tail end where the twins are nine months old and they're getting a little bit easier to deal with you know they're sleeping a little bit better at night they're getting a little more self-sufficient you know starting to crawl around but those first six months those are rough yeah yeah i remember yeah i remember that and i had covid during that time i had covid like we had twins that were born and they were in the NICU for a few weeks that was a whole nother experience but uh we ended up getting them out of the NICU two weeks later and like a day after we got him home from the hospital, I ended up ha- I tested positive for COVID, and I had to go quarantine somewhere for like ten days. And so Kelsey was stuck. Yeah. So we had some family, and her family came over, and my family came over, and kind of helped us get through that period. But uh, it was just a challenging time for sure. Yeah, that that'd be hard with three, mm-hmm. and then you having brand new babies and not being able to see them. Yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't. I was going down there you know, a couple times a week in the hospital, but then, you know, you're looking forward to bringing them home because they've been in the hospital. And then immediately I'm, I have to get out of there and quarantine for a few days. Yeah. We we weren't, we weren't even supposed to have one. Like ours is a miracle baby. Cause, cause, uh, my wife, Danielle, she, we were told that, uh, by a doctor, the doctor that you'll never have kids. You have like a 1% chance that we'll ever have kids. So it brought some turmoil to the relationship of, um, like I would imagine any couple finding out that they'll probably never have a kid. Right. Um, but it, it was definitely a challenge and we had to make that acceptance of, well, I still want to be with you. Like, I'm not going to leave you because you, you can't have a kid. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's not about that. I mean, right. there's always adoption. There's, there's other routes you can take. Right. But, um, yeah. So, Four months later, we changed our changed some diet stuff. She went on some some of these like supplements to help and and uh, found out we we're pregnant. Four months later, and it was kind of like, no, that that has to be wrong, you know. And went to the doctor. Nope. Yep. There it is. There's the baby. And it was like we just broke down in tears, you know, because we had made the acceptance of we'll never have a kid. Yeah, no, that's that's such a amazing story, and yeah. there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people that are really fighting that same battle, mm-hmm. and uh, it's funny just to learn about just some of the miracles that happen on a day to day you know day to day basis. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about like the the scary things or the crazy things during pregnancy and birth right. and all that. It's always the happy go lucky things, not how. Um, Danielle almost died after, uh, six hours later after giving birth. 
you know, she she almost bled out and died because yeah. there was a, a blood clot they didn't catch. Yeah. And that, I almost, I was the first one to feed my baby. Right. And she didn't have that luxury of being able to feed her for the first time. I was the one that did it, the dad. I was yeah. the first one to change her diapers. I was the first one. This all because that of that issue that she had. Yeah. And she was stuck being tended to by the doctors and nurses and trying to recover and all this stuff. So I had to step up and be the first to do any of that. And that was a kind of a, a big blow to her morale as a becoming a first time mom. Yeah, there's a lot of challenges to get through and everyone's story is different. Everyone's gonna go through a different experience, but everyone's gonna have a different challenge that they have to overcome through that whole process, you know. A lot of ours was that, you know, Kelsey was really sick during both pregnancies with yeah. the twins. Yeah, she Dan- was Daniel really sick the whole time. Daniel had there's no such thing as morning sickness. It was Full sick time. all day, every day for nine months. Yeah. It, it was head in the trash can, head in the toilet for nine months. Yeah. And they, they go through a lot during that whole process. It's kind of opened up my eyes and, and really just have a newfound respect for the whole process in general. But, you know, dads too. Dads, uh, oftentimes there's a lot of jokes, you know, about dads really not being as involved and stuff. But, you know, me and Tyler are really hands-on parents. and uh, I like it. I wouldn't want it any other way. I like being in, uh, there and seeing all the firsts and being involved um i mean i may not get to do a lot of the stuff i would like to do you right. know hobbies or whatever playing video games or watching getting able to watch tv on my actual 65 inch tv that i bought <laughs> I, I i get to watch paw patrol and all that stuff on it while i'm stuck watching on, hey, a, on a four inch phone it, at least if uh you're watching paw patrol at least it's an hd yeah at least it's an hd that's why i go hey let's watch the paw patrol movie because then it's, you know, it's 4K. Yeah. Let, hey. me, let me get some of that. No, you definitely have to, uh, everything else takes the back seat, and you really got to focus on one day at a time. And um, unfortunately, that leaves us with our hobbies and, and other things kind of put on the back burner. But and a lot of times by the end of the night when all the kids do fall asleep, you know, you don't really have a whole lot of energy to kind of, pursue some of these hobbies and activities and stuff but i wouldn't have it any other way at the end of the day as long as my kids are all taken care of and they're happy you know i'm happy too yeah i feel that i may have moments of like i wouldn't call it depression yeah but it's like a a lull of like rinse and repeat i go to work come home go to bed go to work come home go to bed go to work come home go to bed yeah and it kind of takes a toll on you yeah where there's no no break in the repetitiveness, you know, and, uh, do you think there is a such thing as like postpartum depression for males? Maybe not as chemically driven or imbalanced, I guess. I I don't know. I know when I like took time off for the baby and then like went back, went to work. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Just because I, I was the one taking care of not just the baby, but, Danielle because she was pretty much on couch rest or bed rest after the issue she had she couldn't even walk after right so it was a lot of it was me helping for like three weeks yeah I I don't think there's a I don't think it's as like maybe chemically or physically as like maybe um, how women are um, with postpartum and that's a very serious issue but I do think there's a, a degree to maybe 
maybe some kind of adjustment. I don't know. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a whole nother. And, and I don't think it's like a it's not like a bad thing, but like you said, you know, you just get uh, you get burnt out. You know, you have to support your family. You got to be there and be present when you get off work, and it's a nonstop cycle that just doesn't stop. Yeah, and Danielle has a business degree. Yeah, and by the time she were to go to work right now all the money would go to daycare because daycare is so expensive exactly so there's no point yeah that's how you know kelsey's staying home with the kids but if we decided we wanted to put them in daycare it'd be so expensive especially for three three that it's like dude it's like a thousand dollars a month yeah or something like, like that just for daycare like it's not even full time it's like three days a week yeah it's crazy dude, it's nuts I think maybe we should just have the girls open up their own daycare. Dude, they, yeah, let's just get them certified, open up their own daycare. I mean, there's four kids already, you know, what's a couple more? Dude, well, yeah. <laughs> Come on, we need, like, two parents. We, we, what's the cutoff to make it a daycare? Six? I don't know. And maybe we can just keep it at the four, and they can just run their own daycare together. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I feel for a lot of families out there that are struggling, and they need to go to work, and the daycare expenses, and... You know, things add up. Look at, like, you know, we food our, our twins' formula, and the formula prices are just kind of crazy. If you can find it. If you can find it, yeah. Yeah. I went to the store today, and they're all sold out. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's like, like, what, what, do, you, what do, you do? do you do? Yeah. Luckily, uh, time we're to get, at the Time stage. to get the boob out <laughs> to get that going again. She may need your participation. I mean, you can try, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric? Can I help you? <laughs> nope, just just trying to start the flow, baby. Yeah, it's I, I feel for a lot of people right now, especially ones that are having kids that are uh, really struggling to find the formula that they need right now. Because the twins, they're at the stage right now where they're kind of eating like little pouches of Whole Foods. So if worse came to the worst, you know they'd be yeah, they okay. Get, but yeah, they can they can eat that rice cereal or the the gerber oat cereal or that type of stuff right Right. but then you got to think about like so my niece she's lactose intolerant and she had to have a special formula because she didn't take to breast milk um so she had to have like a special non-lactate green type formula and it was crazy expensive and could you imagine not having that available no. Like some specialty thing? Yeah, it's funny you say that because one of our, our sons, one of the twins, he just, his he had like a sensitive stomach, so he needed a special formula. And it was always hard to find. It was expensive. And um, we ended up, our doctor's office, luckily, you know, always had some samples or stuff. They would, they'd be really generous in giving us some samples. But there's a lot, I, I was just reading an article today, and it doesn't seem like... You know, it seems like six to eight weeks or so before they're going to really yeah, start. Yeah, because the main, like, there's only, like, one main factory in the United States that yeah. makes, that's, like, the biggest producer of baby formula, and they shut it down because there was issues at the plant. Yeah. Um, quality issues. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go into, like, details or anything because yeah. I don't, I don't know the whole story. Yeah. But it seemed like they, kind of like when you go to a restaurant and they shut down because there's roaches. Right. It was the same type of deal. It seemed like they uh, shut down the... You know, because there was like some some quality issues. Yeah, I think some babies got sick uh, somewhere along the way, and, uh, and that, that's a big deal. Like, that is, it's, huge, it's babies. You know, I don't want anything to happen to babies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a that's quite the topic. Yeah, as you can see on this pod, on this dadcast, I should say, uh, we're gonna go off into different tangents. And yeah, and it's just it's just talk. We're uh, 
yeah, it's just it's just going to be whatever we want to talk about. So that, that's the beauty of it is that we're going to start with a, a topic and kind of most likely we're going to go off on a tangent. Yeah. And, and one more thing about the formula before we move topics is that, you know, having the twins, too, is that means double the formula. Mm-hmm. So I was we were going through at least one can of formula a day at about 45 that's 50 crazy. bucks a pop. Yeah, you know, times that by thirty days, that's like fifteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah, we just had on the, formula. We had the luxury of um, not having to use formula. Yeah, and uh, my daughter didn't breastfeed, but Daniel pumped, and so that was, dude, that saved not only so much money, right? But it was just so much more convenient. It yeah. was always breast milk available. She could eat, eat it anytime. Did you guys freeze some of it, oh, dude? Yeah, and Dan and Daniel donated ton of it yeah like i don't know the specific ounce number but it was like 600 ounces or something like that it was a lot yeah we did that our first go around with our oldest and um it was convenient it was nice um she'll probably yell at me and be like it was 900 yeah you know it's like i got the number wrong my bad but it was a lot that she donated so we were able to help out um other families and other stuff so that that was really good yeah there's some good programs out there i think it's called the uh kind of like a milk bank type of yeah program. yeah and you it's all good stuff because they test it and you can't be you know they're going to kick out all the moms that you know i don't know have stuff in their system that they shouldn't be there yeah it's just like you know it's one thing if you're going to do that it's another thing if you're going to donate that to others like yeah why is my baby drunk <laughs> <laughs> it's in the milk no it helped out a lot during uh everything that was going on was uh there's a lot of properties in breast milk that you don't get from formula um danielle and i both got covid austin didn't get sick at all she yeah. got she got all the antibodies yeah all the all the antibodies and so she yeah she it, yeah it was good it was great i always wondered how when i had covid hell uh you know none of my other family members got it especially you know the twins and and kelsey but you know it could have been because of her horn you know her Who hormones knows? being really high. I'm not a doctor. So yeah, we we don't know. I'm not we, going into that. Yeah, we don't we don't need to go into. I'm that not going to pretend like I know. That's how we get flagged. We don't yeah. we don't get flagged on the first episode. We don't need to do that. Um, so yeah, we we don't know the specifics about anything. Just we're we're dumb. So don't listen to us. But yeah. um, yeah, no, this was this has been a great uh, first episode. I think we uh, hope you guys and everyone enjoyed it. And I know this 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 is probably how it's going to be for a while is just we're just gonna the whole thing is just gonna be we're gonna talk about whatever we want to talk about and we're gonna be pretty real about it yeah because i don't i don't want to skirt around the edges like if if uh there's an issue or a story i'm gonna tell it how it is like how how it what really happened or how i really feel about something you know so i don't i think it's been a, a great first episode yeah i think so too um yeah, so um, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. We're gonna we're gonna cut it, cut it cut it right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's been a great great episode, and I hope everyone uh, comes back for the the many other random topic episodes that we're gonna be having in the future. Yeah, we'll get into a lot of fun and exciting stuff going forward. So stay tuned. All right, I hope everyone has a great day.